lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, bros. Prime Beck and Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Falls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. Welcome back. You are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining us for the final, quite possibly the worst finale in the history of any Bachelors. I mean, they're always it's always bad. It's always horrible. But this, they are just playing us for such fools. It's embarrassing. I hate being in this world, but I do it because you need me to do it. And I can't do it alone. Matter of fact, I can't do it at all. That's why I have Jason Stewart. He's here to do it. Jason, how are you, buddy? Hello, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Quick, let's do some quick uh, quick business. Take care of some quick business. Oh, okay. Housekeeping? It's yep, in the business, we call that a little housekeeping. First and foremost, um, you're listening to the podcast that has been called The Great White Shark in a sea of bachelor podcast. Sometimes you say, do you, you just say great white? Have we been called the yeah. great white or the great white shark? That's the thing. We've been uh, called both. So mm-hmm. I try to represent each equally. And uh, the reason why we're the great white is because we have teeth, you know, that's right. We tell like it is. That's right. Um, Who calls us that by the way? People, people. That's right. A lot of people. Yep. And um, I'll tell you what, we're mm-hmm. excited. We're excited about this. And in, in 26 minutes, yep. you know, because there's, there's, there's probably a lot of people tuned in right now that are just tuning in for this guy. That's right. Like, man, how do I get just to his part? So in 26 minutes. You're teasing it, but you're not supposed to say the exact time of the tease so people can fast forward to that point. Yeah. You're supposed to just tease it. Coming up, you're supposed to say. Good point. Coming up. Um, our friend, uh, Reality Steve, is going to join the podcast and... The great thing about Reality Steve joining us on the the final podcast of the season That's right. is that we are gets us a number. It prides ourselves on not not dealing in spoilers at all. That's right. And pretty much all Steve deals in is spoilers. He's the king of spoilers. So, so once the season's over, we could put them on, and then he could tell us about all the cool spoilers that he had, all the uh, all the dirt that he stirred up, yep. all the shit that he that he created. No, he knew the shit. Show. He knew the shit. Yeah. I got questions. I got questions yeah. for reality, we, Steve. There's a lot of them. So uh, yeah, okay. Go, reality go, Steve will join us. Yeah, then. go ahead and tell us what happened. All right. Um, now, as we all know, right? Go. No, Jason, I'm listening. Go ahead. Tell us. Uh, is that, are, are those the birds in Mexico? Yeah, it's, pe- that- it's peafowl. Yeah. It's birds peafowl. in Mexico, yeah. How, like, you scout a location. Mm-hmm. How do you scout a location and go, hey, we're making a TV show. Right. This peafowl might be an issue for our very romantic moments where these, things, where these things are calling out to each other to try to get laid. Yes. Okay. What were you going to say? You think they could have like, gone down to the you know local, um, I don't know, liquor po- store. Poison and gotten, shop. And gotten some people to uh, 
to take care of those birds. Right. You know. Yeah. Bring bring some uh, some duck shot get, out and take care of. Get those you birds. a BB gun, a, a, a peacock, a peafowl. Yeah. It's no it's no small animal. That's a good sized bird. All right. So the finale begins in in a studio, a um, where there are is a live studio audience, and in the studio is Jesse Palmer. And he's in dead silence. Okay. Awkward. And he starts telling us about the show. And I I swear, I stopped it and thought that maybe I had started a show or missed a show and had to watch another two-hour program or something. Because he says, um, we're going to ask Gabby and Rachel about their two guys. We're going to ask about Tino's indiscretions. Yeah. We're going to ask, we're going to ask about Eric's text messages. Yeah. And, and for me and you, we don't traffic in spoilers. We don't traffic in uh, the social media around these people. It's like he was, he was telling me something that was news to me. I didn't know that this was a part of the deal. Yeah. This is, this is look, this is the, this is why they have the, proposals in fucking Iceland. They put them on, they put them on top of a mountain. They put them at the bottom of the ocean. They're like, we're going to, we're going to take you guys for the final date. We're going to take you guys to Atlantis. We're going to special episode. SpaceX is going to fly. You guys is going to put you in orbit. You know why? Because of our upcoming guest reality, Steve, because he spoils this shit. Somebody yeah. could be around with a phone to take a picture. And so now, because he spoiled every season for 25 seasons or something, they just go, they just assume everybody knows. So they go, yes, you've been reading realitysteve.com, so you know uh, right. that, that Tino um, kissed some chick, allegedly, and that Eric does blackface. You know, like this is like... They just they just assume everybody's on reality, Steve, and that, you know what? They, everyone but but you and I are. Yeah, I mean, I, you'd think it's like an old adage of television. You, you know, don't um, don't say things to the audience assuming that they know. Explain it or just show them. So, yeah. anyways, he brings out Gabby and uh, and Rachel. Okay, um, Rachel in the next two or three hours proves that she's an, she's an awful person. She's um, horrible. Gabby. She's Gabby's, horrible. Gabby's story is just boring. She's so we're, dull. We're not going to spend much time on that this, affected but. voice. I feel bad for Gabby because she has that baby voice and that's because she's stunted in that, yeah. at that part of her life, which is super sad. And I, I feel bad for her. I hope she gets what she needs out of life. Rachel, I was a fan of. I was a fan of Rachel until a producer wow. got in her air, ear and was like, "Hey, we can manipulate everybody here to make them look like shit and make you look good, even though you're the Clayton of this season." Yeah. Let's do that because the, our our viewers are stupid. We broadcast this show exclusively to stupid people, so they're gonna they're gonna lap up this bullshit that we serve them. And don't worry about it. You're going on Dancing with the Stars. So Gabby is, uh, you know, she's the the nurse, the uh, the NICU nurse, and she really likes mm-hmm. sex. And she That's has right. a she's grandpa, sex 
grandpa who's really thirsty. He loves to hear about all the fucking she does. He's like, tell me more about the blowjobs you like to give. So the big remember the the big uh, cliffhanger last week is they asked ABC to give them 12 minutes of extra time because they just had to show what happened between Gabby and Eric and Gabby uh, and Eric just started um, crying and getting into it because Eric had the nerve to say, I don't know if engagement is for me right now. I want to see you after the show. I want to get to know you. So keep that in mind. Eric spent the end of last episode telling Gabby that maybe we don't get engaged this week and we just start dating and getting to know each other. They completely and, moved, and then all of a sudden, and, Neil Lane's there. And then Gabby, but Gabby wouldn't have it last week. She she ran out. She had to call for time. She came back in, and Eric basically said to her when she came back in, as we see at the beginning of this mm-hmm. episode, you know what? I maybe engagement wasn't the thing that I had in mind, but. I want to do whatever you want. I, I don't want to lose you. Yeah. So if that means getting engaged yep. tomorrow, yep. that's what we're going to do. And they basically leave it at that. You like, know, yeah. The you show, know. the show completely erases any essence of suspense that we know now. Yes. Eric's going to propose yep. to Gabby because yep. he told her in yep. a hotel room. Also, you know what that's called? That's called being a bitch. Eric's a bitch. And look, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm above him because I've been in this position before as well, Jay Stu, you attended. I have some, I have some photo booth pictures of you at the actual event where I was a oh, little yeah. bitch. So I get, I get it, Eric. I understand. You got bullied into it. So that kind of ends uh, that portion of of this show, and that they just had to wrap up what Gabby and Eric did in the hotel room. They basically just agreed to get engaged. Okay, so. We go to Rachel. This is the meat of the next two or three hours. Rachel and Tino. Last we left off, uh, she was saying goodbye to Avon because that guy had the balls to tell her that maybe he's not ready to get engaged in a week, but he definitely sees a future with her and wants to see her outside the show. She wasn't having it. He wasn't. Avon was an asshole for not wanting to meet her time criteria and get engaged by the end of the show. So that means Tino is left as the last man standing. Um, she settles on Tino. Um, as you you have called it all season, they were going to be together. Maybe so, maybe not. Um, but we did leave last episode with her having a huge hissy fit about this Avon guy not wanting to be engaged with her. It's And she had sex with him. Yes, yes. This that's, is that's, that's the key point in this entire podcast, by the way. Yeah. She had sex with him in the fantasy suite. Remember yeah. that part. Okay, I'll remember that part. What I was going to say, and look, this is an issue a lot of times on this show. Like, we talked about it before. This reminds me, Jason, maybe this is probably around like 1986 or so. There was a little show about a, a Texas. It was like the original Succession. You know Succession? And that's like rich New York media yep. people. It's like that, but it's it's in Texas and it's oil. And I'm, and I'm talking about a little show called Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they go, and at one point, Bobby Ewing, Patrick Duffy, the little brother on the show, J.R. Ewing's little brother, Larry Hagman, who got that new liver after he used up the first one. J- J- Bobby Ewing says... I am leaving the show. I'm going, I'm going to be a movie star. Cause, and, and so he went off and then a whole season of the show happens where he's dead. They killed off the character. They're like, he's dead. 
And then he doesn't, he can't get any movie roles. So he's like, hey, Dallas, I'll come back on. And they go, no problem, we'll bring you back. And then, like, everybody's a fucking moron. All of a sudden, Bobby shows up the first episode of the next season, and they go, oh, no, it was the whole last season was a dream. Yeah, the whole last season. Yeah, we were dreaming that he was dead. This is exactly, this is what they're doing to us. They're like, oh, let's forget that she had sex with Avon in the fantasy suites. Let's pretend like she didn't tell Tino, I'm giving the ring back. She says, I never said we were getting unengaged, but she does admit she said she's giving the ring back. That means you're getting unengaged, but they think we're so stupid. They're just going to jump right into it. Like it's a new day. Like we're going to forget what already happened. All right. So you're jumping a little bit ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm with you. I do that. I'm tracking you. Hold on. Yeah. But just keep. Keep that in mind, right? That whole Avon Rachel thing, you have to keep in mind because it's foreshadowing. Now, yep. um, this episode with Rachel starts with Tino, Tino and her among birds getting yes. engaged to be married. I know. Tino, Tino proposed to her at the proposals area. As, by the way, I predicted. As you predicted. Yep. He, you know, he was nervous, but he, he landed it. And they were happy and Rachel could not be in Rachel starts saying things like he was always the only one. Yes. It it feels great to feel 100% chosen. That is true. And and look, that is also what I predicted. He got the, not, not to keep coming back to this, but he got on the very first episode, he got the first impression rose. And I said to our audience, you can go back and listen. I said to our audience, Tino just won the bachelor. There's your, there's your, or bachelorette. There's your winner right there. He got that rose. He wins. Guess what? He did win. She says things like, um, I have no doubt it's Tino. If it's, if it's not him, I don't know who it could be. And then the, me and the entire audience is saying, you don't know who it could be. What about the black guy that you sent home for having the balls to say, I don't want to be engaged right now. Um, so she, She's just uh, trying to pull the wool over the viewer's uh, eyes here. Um, and the proposal's done where she's like in a white wedding dress. He's in a tux. Yep. Um, and so anyways, everything's great. But the problem is the live studio audience, they keep showing the boxes. They keep showing Rachel watching herself get proposed to. And then her dad, Big Tony, the uh, the mafiosa guy with his wife, they're they're both looking very stern and un, un, unhappy. So you're thinking, wait a minute. You look at the clock, and there's another two and a half hours in the episode. Yep. Rachel, uh, Dad, and Mom are not happy watching the proposal. Mm-hmm. What the hell happened? Yep. So back to the couch, and she starts explaining things. Now here's the first unfair thing that happens. They give Rachel a chance to tell her side of the story right away. And we one thing we've learned about Rachel is. She tends to either exaggerate or completely misrepresent totally. people that aren't in the room. Totally. She goes over this thing where, like, yeah, you know, we, we were happy, and then the show ended, and then we started to see each other. And then right before the premiere, we started having problems. And then we yes. uh, had some problems, then yes. we got back together, they, they, and then, then he cheated on me. Yes. Then he cheated on they me. They said they were going through a rough yeah. patch. You'd been together two weeks. 
A, a rough patch happens eight months into a relationship, a year into a re- relationship. Yep. If you have a rough patch when you first start dating, you're breaking up. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so her whole thing is yes. he cheated on me. And the crowd goes, oh, my yeah. God. And then Jesse, who ends up like completely showing his colors. He's yeah. an awful host. He has zero well, empathy. He's and a company he man. This so poor. He's a company yeah. man. And he's Maybe. he's no Harrison. This is why this is why they had to get rid of Chris Harrison, because he was a wild card. He was comfortable. He'd get the real story out there. Chris Harrison, we made fun of him. He's a total uh goober and cliched and corny but he would protect the cast members like he this was such a um what do you call it an ambush yeah shanghai shanghai it should be called ambush on tino the Mm -hmm. subtitle to this finale yes yes um, so jesse's producing and he's he's basically he, he says he keeps saying this for whatever reason you know us and everybody in this crowd and everybody watching right now are all on your side we're all supporting you. Why? <laughs> so, yeah. so right there, that that's a, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, what happened was she's like, um, so you know, he cheated on me. So uh, we were on a long distance relationship at that point, and I said we need to get together and talk. And that doesn't mean get together and talk personally. That means uh, rent a house where there's no personal pictures and it's a, it looks like a throw together a airbnb with a couple bachelor candles and we're gonna invite tino to join her for the big talk which is basically tino showing up to be called a cheater and a liar and somebody who is projecting his faults onto her yes totally yeah and it is some of the most uncomfortable uh tv that you're it really ever is watch no tino gets fucked over in a big way and i i can't imagine and you see these guys kind of backpedal their way into the the winning the show because this is it is after all a game show right they ba- they they all get cold feet right at the end where they're like fuck i might actually win they're they they want to get a nice long run. They want to be on TV. They want to up their profile. They want to be able to go to the Saddle Ranch on Sunset Boulevard and have their pick of the litter on Friday night. That's what they want to get out of this. Yeah. But then they win and they go, oh, they're going to make me look like pure shit on national TV. Yes. And I signed up for it. They have, they, I have a contract. Like, Tino apparently couldn't just say, oh, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. You guys are trying to clown me. I didn't do the shit that she's saying. I didn't do anything. And they're, they're saying they're saying he he cheated on her. About, but I heard that he kissed a girl one time. So is that which is it? Did he kiss a girl okay. or did he cheat on so, her? So that to me, that's the very crux of this entire yes. deal. But 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 let me get into a couple of the details here. So uh, at this Airbnb that they rented out, it obviously isn't her place. Um the before Tino shows up, uh, Gabby shows up for what? Hold on, reason. hold on, and we need to get. Remind me to ask Steve about this. I am one. This house is in Burbank. I recognize the neighborhood. <laughs> B could also be Sherman Oaks, but I'm pretty sure it's Burbank. B. I am ninety eight percent sure 
This is the same house where Ari and Becca broke up. Yeah. It looks like the, at the very least, it's the same furniture. Yes. Maybe they, they use the same furniture. It's and they, the and they same pass. house. Yeah. They did it yeah. in the same house. I wouldn't doubt it. Yep. I wouldn't doubt it. So um, real fast, Gabby shows up before Tino does. And that gives uh, Rachel yet another chance at the propaganda. She says to uh, Gabby, he cheated on me. Um, and then he said, the only thing he regrets is that he told me. And then he said, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe, yes. I don't believe two of those no. three. Yes. If he kissed a girl, I guess he cheated on her, but I guarantee he didn't say, don't tell anybody. And I'm only sorry that I told you, I guarantee he didn't say that, but she represented it that way. Again, boohoo, Rachel, she got screwed and, yes. and we all need to and, hate Tino. And, and she said, and she basically didn't address this. He said, look, he goes, I admit I did what I was wrong. I felt like shit. I admitted it to you, but, and again, this doesn't qualify it, but these, we can't dispute these facts. You said you were going to give the ring back and you asked me if I would consider being the bachelor. And she said, well, that doesn't mean we're broken up. That doesn't mean the engagement's off. Yep. She's the gaslighter here. She's, she's Claytoning him. He's been Claytoned. She has turned into what she Everybody, she wouldn't. She's a she monster. Told, she's turned into the gas lighter here. Now, to fill in the blanks there, Tino sits down and he doesn't, he's not articulate in this moment. He's no. very, he's kind of a pussy in the entire do you thing. Think but, that, do you think they told him not to get a haircut because they wanted him to look a little more haggard? What? A little disheveled, yes. unshaven, look, unshaven, disheveled. They're, yeah. they're like, hey, it will help yeah. you if you look kind of a mess. If, you, if it looks mm-hmm. like you're going through a hard time, You'll yeah. you'll engender more uh, love from the audience yeah. when really it's the opposite. He looks like yep. shit, so he looks like more of a bad guy. So Rachel says to uh, Jesse, and then she says to Gabby, "He's never apologized for what he did, and he's never taken any responsibility for it." So what does Tino do when he walks in on the couch? I just want to say I'm sorry. I feel awful. Yeah, it was a moment of weakness. Yep, I can't excuse myself. Okay. Uh, there you go. He did it. He said it. He got a little drunk and went in for a smooch. And he, you, you, you're in another. You're in Florida, and you guys have been dating for 18 days. Like, look, calm down. Look, he he was a human in a human situation. Yes. I'm not going to say that that what he did was right, but it but wasn't right. Do, it was people wrong. Do weird people do weird, fucked up things in the in the course of a you know semi breakup or whatever. But here's the deal. What 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 she this is where she really uh, makes it unfair when he takes responsibility for it and apologizes something that she never either hears or acknowledges. That's right. She said, but I deserve an explanation. You need to explain to me what yeah, happened. He did. So so within that explanation, mm-hmm. there are roles that she played leading up to this that made him act out. Yes. So, because she yes. acted for an explanation, yes. he started. He yes. started going with the you 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 wanted to take the ring yes. away, or you wanted to take the ring off. You said you didn't want to go to the, the after yes. the final rose with the ring. Yes, I didn't know what was going on. I acted out. I'm sorry. Yes, and, but but then she starts blaming him 
Yes. For putting it, oh, it's my no, fault. No, hold on. You're saying it's my fault. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I will say, I don't. I, I, I take issue with the word made. She didn't make him do anything. He chose to do what he did, and that's okay. But she, she's trying to do a thing where he kissed some girl at a bar that he already knew in a vacuum. And this is this is something people do when breakups happen because yes. they, it's important to them to seem like they they are 100% the victim in the situation. So she she acts like she he kissed this other girl despite the fact that everything was going great in their relationship and I I'm here to tell you as a guy that's lived a little bit of life Stuff like this doesn't happen in good relationships. If your relationship is perfect, the guy you're dating doesn't kiss another girl at the bar. He just doesn't. She, she, while what she did was not, did not cause him to do what he did, there were contributing factors in the relationship that she refuses to acknowledge. That, that's, that's my point. So she refuses to take any, um, to admit any role in, yes. the, in this breakup in the, or, yes, or in what led yes, into this. Yes, in oh, the falling oh. apart of the relationship, she is she holds blame for that. They didn't break up because he kissed another girl. They were breaking right. up no matter what. The kissing of the girl was the symptom yes. of something that happened between them. Yes. Now, but her, her whole thing for this entire show, and she had the backing of the studio audience and the backing of the fucking show Jesse on this. And Caitlin, 70-year-old Caitlin Bristow. Yeah, she wanted to take exactly 0% of the yep. blame for them breaking up, yep. and he was supposed to eat all the shit. Yes. So, but here's the problem with eating all the shit. Yeah. Him saying... I was wrong. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. There's no excuse. For Never it. enough. That's one thing. But if you're going to ask for an explanation, yeah. then you, you're basically asking yeah. for him to justify what yes. he was doing. Yes. And then and then once he starts to tell you that maybe you had a role in it, all she said was, oh, so you're putting it on me. Yeah. No. You're saying I'm no. the person to blame here. And, 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 no. he, and he specifically <laughs> he specifically says over and over again. Yes, you're not at fault. You didn't yes. cause me to do this, yeah. but you have to understand if you want an explanation. Here's my mindset. You had just told me you were giving the ring back. You had just asked me, which this is a manipulation. Any way you look at it, you had just asked me if I would consider being the bachelor. She was breaking up with him or at least making him think that she was breaking up with him. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't mean you're allowed to go out and kiss people because you haven't broken up yet, but you can't just act like things happen inside of a vacuum and not you're not affected by the events happening in your life. He you want an explanation? He's giving you one. You need to you need to take some ownership of the things that happened prior to whatever he did. And that's exactly what my issue is. And yes. then the yes. one the one elephant in the room that you and I haven't haven't brought into this yeah. is okay. If you believe him at face value, and Christina makes a good point, I think it was just a kiss. If it, if it was more than a kiss, then somebody would have sent a DM to Reality Steve yep. saying I, we actually fucked that yep. night or whatever. Yep. So, uh, so so let's just take it at face value. It was a kiss. She right. If she if sex. she know if he yeah if he admits it's a kiss, he would admit to what like he would. 
when he came clean, he would come clean about everything because he knows it's going to be national news eventually. Exactly. Yeah. But the whole time, me and I'm sure most of the people watching on TV are thinking, but wait a minute. A week before you he proposed to you, you were having sex with another guy. Yeah. And yeah. you spent an entire episode crying yeah. that he didn't want to be engaged to you. Yeah. Why is that not a betrayal? But right. him kissing a right. girl while he thinks you're breaking up is a betrayal. Meanwhile, and, and meanwhile, you're saying it was 100% Tino the whole time. Was it 100% Tino when Avon was yeah. inside of you? No, I so, mean, no shame, but it's you're talking out of both sides of your mouth, too. You're you're free to do whatever you want, but don't act like it was always going to be Tino because it was at least for one night. It was Avon. And you're thinking to yourself, OK, somebody's going to check her. So like somebody yeah. is going to like Jesse has to say something, even a little bit, to, even to a, just a little yes, bit, even a but little Je- bit. But they go back to the fucking studio audience and Jesse is like. Again, I just want to let you know, me and everybody in the studio are, are behind you. Yep. Let, let's bring out Tino yep. so you could shit on him yes. some more. Yeah. They bring out Tino and she's doing the exact same, the same shit. thing. He says the first couple of things he says is, I'm sorry. There's no excuse for what I did. And then she continues to shit on him and then asks for an explanation. And then the same thing happens. But you know what's funny before this? Uh, Jesse's sitting with uh, with Rachel and he's like, you know, it's so sad what we just saw. Have you been in touch with Tino? And she's <laughs> like, she said this. She's like, um, yes. no, um, yes. only that he wrote me a letter apologizing yes. and taking responsibility for, for everything. Yes, yes. So the answer is oh, that's yes. All he did? Yes. That's all he did was write you a letter yes. saying, I'm sorry, yes. I take responsibility. That's, that's the thing you've been denying that he's done the entire time. Yes. No, no then, she denies he's done it. He did it at the same, at the Burbank house. He did it yes. via letter. And then he came out on the live show and did it again. This fucking poor sap was humiliated yep. multiple times yes. up to now. And then to finish him off. And again, Jesse, as he's asking questions of Rachel with Tino there has zero Tino questions in there. It's all. Yeah. It's all, let's try to get Rachel's point of view and how awful you are. And then the fucking producers make a horrible decision. They look bad for it. And Jesse's a part of it. Yep. This fucking guy yep. says, um, somebody's backstage. He wants to talk to you. You remember a guy named Avon? Completely staged. And, and Completely, everybody, every, yes. everybody cheers. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, you mean the guy that she just got done saying to fuck off because he didn't want to marry her in a yep. week. That yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> so it's, 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 it's the Patrick Duffy. It's, it's Bobby Ewing all over again. We're supposed to have forgotten that yeah. by now. We're but stupid. They, they don't bring it. They don't ask Tino. Like there wasn't, this is, this is the way they should have handled. Okay. Jesse says, you know what, Tino, this is a really, this, uh, none of, of this, all this is unfortunate, yeah. but we really appreciate the, the gumption it took to, Get up here and answer questions. Yes. Jesse didn't say that. Instead, yeah. they fucking bring Avon on when Tino is there to watch it all. Yeah. They're going to fucking humiliate now, the guy no, yet again. No, they, they quadruple ambush the guy. This is this is yet another ambush. Everyone knew Avon was coming out. Rachel knew Avon was coming out. Look at the look on her face. They said, here's what we're going to do. At Tino was the only one that didn't know Avon was coming out. He may have had a, some yeah. little idea, but he didn't know. 
And I loved how Jesse was like, um, Avon just wants to, uh, you know, chat, just wants to get to get to know you again. And she's like, there's nothing more I want in this world. And she gets off and storms off with Avon. And my theory on this, and, and when we get reality, Steve on, maybe you can confer- confirm this. Avon and Rachel have been in each other's DMs at of the course. very least. Of course. Avon, they've probably even been together for a few nights. This was all a fucking setup. T- Tino walked into yes. a bus. Yes, yes. Do you, do you think she was saying, I'll give the ring back? And are you willing, are you interested in being the bachelor if she didn't have Avon in, on the back burner? Of course she did. Right, right. And, and so to, to kind of wrap up this, this thing before That's, Reality Steve joins us, yes. right? Jesse failed as a host. We've never liked him as a host, but like there, no. he, he gave zero empathy yes. to, to a bachelor yes. cast member. That I think Chris Harrison, as as many shortcomings you gotta as bring him back. had, you got to bring I him think back. It would, it would have, he would have added a little bit of fairness. You got to bring like, him back. You just don't fucking kick a guy when he's down on national TV it's, like that. I, literally, if if that, if Tino does what that um, who what what was it was it um, was it Jenny Jones or somebody? Yes, it was Jenny a Jones. Fucking, a fucking guy leaves the TV show and goes yeah. and kills himself, yeah. or maybe that guy, maybe a guy. Uh, he, left the show and murdered somebody. He murdered like, the guy. He did. He did gay sex with him, and then he murdered him. The show is responsible. Yes. If if something happens to Tino, if, if they yes. they forced this. No, they did not help no. him out at all. Jesse Jesse Palmer is such a zero. But this is this is what the this is what the producers wanted when they got rid of our guy Chris Harrison. They didn't. They couldn't have a loose cannon anymore. They needed a company man. And we have somebody with us right now who is far from a company man. This guy is the most feared media personality in the Bachelor world. They, this is why the next proposal will, I predict, either happen in space or at the bottom of the ocean because they don't want Steve getting a hold of it. We are joined now by the great Reality Steve. Reality, how are you, my friend? Good. You got me. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I love season five. I mean, with the Miyagi do versus, Oh wait, wrong. wrong. (laughs) So, so the, uh, so the, so the, the backstory to the backstory to this for, for our new listeners here is that, uh, Steve, uh, formerly Steve Carbone, Yes. Of Sports Talk Radio. Stevie and LMU. He, he is a geek for uh, Karate Kid. I don't yeah. know what he's a more a geek for, Back to the Future or Karate Kid. Oh, it's Karate Kid, Kid for sure. It's a toss. It's, it's, it's Karate That's a close call. It's yeah. a toss-up. Honestly, I don't know. Yes. I, I honestly yeah. don't know. I don't so have he, any, remember, I don't, have any, I don't have any Cobra Kai or Karate Kid action, action. figures like that's I do right. with, my, right. with, with Back to the so, Future, so it's a tough call. You will so, eventually. But the background is like, you know, we did a Cobra Kai episode and we had Steve on as a guest. I think it was the first season. And it's, like I, I was oh, after season two, I think. No, just, season okay. one. So after after this, the, the season that came out of Christmas of last year, Steve was like, hey, when are we doing the recap? Yeah. And, Beck, and Beckner has just been stringing know, him along. Like, well, not really. Completely I mean, sort stringing of, him along. Sort of. I mean, a little bit. A little bit. So now we have a new season that's already released and we never even recapped the last one. There's and, so many seasons. 
it, 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 it's just amazing how you just ghosted. I've only on that, seen. Uh, so it was episode 354, yeah. January 13th, 2021. Yeah. So I think that was after season two. So, so you're into so you're into season three, but you haven't even seen four and five, obviously. I don't think I've seen three. Oh, oh, jeez, <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, and that's why that's why I've told Steve that he's got to get a Carbo. Okay. I, think, Carbo I okay. think there I think there's yeah. a dojo in Encino that would sponsor us reality uh, and call it Carbone Kai. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, um, so back to the important matters here. So yeah. let. You you have um, your finger on the pulse of this entire thing. You you dive into the social media waters. You get in deep and dirty in this whole thing. Beckner and I don't. So yeah. our read on we the don't Tino traffic and spoilers, Steve. Sorry. Right. Our read on the Tino situation from the f- the finale is that he was fucked over. He was ambushed. That was unfair. Jesse was horrible as a host who never let him up, never showed any empathy. The producers buried the guy by bringing Avon Avon on. What was the general reaction from bachelor nation on of that whole uh, finale? Okay. You've got pretty much all of it, right? Although there's one part that isn't right. So everything that you said leading up to that is right. This was all a production. Um, Done by this is all done by production. A stunt. This was a stunt because uh, they yeah. think we're stupid. Uh, all they were always they were going to bring because they because they knew what Rachel's live finale was going to entail, which yeah. was just an uncomfortable taped conversation at a happy couple weekend in L.A. with more uncomfortableness on the couch. They knew they were done, and Rachel didn't have any sort of happy ending on this season, and they yep. knew that going in. And they knew they were going to go to Gabby, who they knew was engaged and happy. So they needed to give her, if you remember back to Hannah Brown's after the final rose, after the whole Jed thing blew up in her face, what was yep. the last segment on that show? Oh, let's bring out Tyler Cameron. That's right. Everyone's favorite hunk. And she's going to ask him out and we can at least leave with a smile on our face. Yep. That's, That's right. That's all this was. Um, now, I will say this. Avon... And, and Rachel said this in her post-show interviews uh, yesterday, and I believe it because I know how it works with how they film this stuff. Avon did not know that Tino was going to still be out on the couch. He knew he was coming out because they wanted to give Rachel a happy ending, so to speak. Yes. And, um, but he did not know Tino was out on the couch because what they do is if you're coming side stage, they literally keep you in the green room and or dressing room. Sure. And they don't bring you out until you're, it's your time to come out. But you're not watching anything on monitors. They don't let you because Smart. they want general reactions. So technically, I guess when Avon was in eyesight of the stage, he could realize, oh, shit, Tino's here. But he's not. it's live TV. He can't turn around and be like, fuck this. I'm not going out there. No, yes. I'm turning around. And no. So he and Rachel said this. She's like, he did not know. Um, don't put this on him, which was her way of saying, put it on production, even though she never mentioned production. All she kept saying was this wasn't, he did not know that Tina was going to be out there. But with that said, so this was all an ambush by production. They, they basically said we would rather have a TV moment than care for how Tino feels and how this was, is going to make him look because their TV moment was, Oh shit. The guy that she dumped at the end who couldn't commit to her now is going to come out and ask her on a date while her ex fiance is sitting right next to her. Yeah. They cared more about that than Tino's well-being. Um, yeah. He got ambushed. It sucks for him. 
everybody's pretty much in agreement that that sucked. So that part is true. But I, what I will say is this. So everything, everything that you just said, Jason, um, is pretty basically correct there with the setup and all that, other than Avon maybe not, Avon did not know that Tina was going to be there. But the whole point being that the show did, and that was their whole plan. But the one thing I will say is Avon and Rachel aren't even going to get coffee together. This was done as yes. a favor. They asked Avon as a production favor to do this. He is, um, they, they have not been DMing. They have not been messaging uh, Avon, I think, has pretty much moved on from all this and enjoyed the fruits oh, that come with being a very popular male on this show. Bourbon Street. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. just say that he's enjoying himself down in San Diego very yeah. much. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. This was him just showing up and doing production of uh, a solid. And that's yeah. Well, well, we never going to date. I mean, we made the point last week. He was the first to get gaslit on this thing. Yep. Like, if if I experienced what he experienced from Rachel uh, when it was down to two guys, I would be like, I'm not having anything to do with that bitch. Like, yep. she yep. she gaslighted him before she gaslighted right. Tino. But and so so overall, and I know you have a question, Brian, but overall, like, is the sentiment out there in Bachelor Nation that Rachel is just a, a like a com- complete like. A uh, gaslighter and someone who uh, had zero took zero um, responsibility for any of this, or or are there some people out there? Because the way Jesse and the studio audience yes. acted, yep. T- Tino, d- everything Tino did was wrong, and everything that Rachel did was justified. It, and that that to me is so unfair the way they portrayed it. That. It's a great question because the audience is not stupid, and I'm sure some people are like, "Way to go, you go, girl!" But people had to see through this. To Jason's question, Steve, what is what is the temperature of the Bachelor audience right now in regards to Rachel? There are a lot of people that sided with Tino after watching the argument at the Happy Couple Weekend and at the live finale. I I think both of them. I I was of the impression that both of them didn't come across great in either argument. They I would don't agree. Know how, they don't know how to argue. They were basically arguing to win. And not to solve their resolve their issues. Yep. It was it. Both of them were trying to save face. But I, what I will say this, and not in a huge defense of Rachel, but it's almost like we're what we're 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 almost breaking down two different things because what we saw on TV, and just in the twenty four hours since then, when she went on Ryan and Kelly, and she's done interviews with Variety and Hollywood Reporter, she's revealing a lot more. And now I'm starting to see where her frustration with Tino came from. And basically what I can say is just kind of paraphrasing what she has said in these interviews. This season ended filming in May uh, in Mexico. Shortly thereafter, that part timeline, we don't know, but she basically said, um, uh, uh, let's see. She said there was a conversation on the phone where he initially basically told me about the kiss we hung up and then we were like, okay, we need to be in person for the rest of this. So when I got out there, I'm like, I need answers. I need to know timelines. And it was really not even a day from when I found out to when we were in person and my head was spinning. And this conversation that we saw taped at the happy couple weekend was the weekend she was out in LA for men tell all, which was August 11th. So essentially what he did was in June, this comes out. Um, or he does this with in, in probably 
June that she didn't specifically say, but she made it seem in her answer. This happened early and he sat on it. And yeah. now after I read that answer, knowing that she said it, they, they taped that conversation on either August 11th or the 12th, the next day when yep. she was out there for men tell all what's interesting to me is she also said in an interview, Tino started seeing allegations from other women coming out from guys on my season. And I was like, wait a second. And I was the one that reported the Nate story with the ex. My Nate story where I told the story of his ex and all that stuff, I posted that on August 9th. So basically what Tino did is like, oh, shit, exes are talking. Let me tell Rachel now and be honest with her what I did two months ago. And then she said and then she's like, well, you're coming out tomorrow. Like we need to you know, we need to talk tomorrow. So. That's where now, I don't know why yeah. she wouldn't be a little more forthcoming yes. about this on TV, but that's where it is. I report the story about Nate's ex coming out on August 9th. Tino tells her literally the next day over the phone, yeah, I kissed a girl a, mo- a couple months ago, and I wanted to tell you. And after she had basically been you know, digging it out of him, like, yes. what, is something going on? And then she goes out, films the men tell all, and the next day they have that sit down, and I'm like, okay. Now I understand her frustration more. But watching on Tuesday night, no. I was like, okay, she's overreacting to a lot of things here that I didn't think were that big of a deal. I mean, totally. Him, like, a she kiss? was really upset that he stepped outside. Well, the, ki- the kiss, now it's put in perspective. It's not about the kiss. Sure. It was about the lying and right. him taking so long to tell the, her. The and delay. apparently he changed his story a couple times about, oh, it happened at a party. And then she mentioned, oh, he mentioned something about it happened in the back of an Uber car. So she's like, I don't even know what to believe yeah. now. Wow. Um, so he might thing, have been. But the thing watching Tuesday night and watching their argument on Tuesday night at the safe at, at the uh, Happy Couple weekend, I'm sitting there going, I didn't see the big deal of him stepping outside. Who hasn't been in an argument with their significant yeah. other? And I just felt he said, I I need to go outside because you know, without saying it, I'm about to say something that I'm probably going to regret later because I'm so heated right now. Yeah. So. And then he goes outside and she gets all huffy and puffy with the producers. Like, is this serious? Is this real life? Did he really do this? Now, if he would have went outside and said, fuck this, I'm out of here. I don't want to talk to you anymore and left, then I would understand her frustration. But he came back both times. Yep. Now, my issue is when he came back, <laughs> he was still all over the map. Like, I, I, he was hitting so many points. It's like he had, he had in his mind what he wanted to say and kind of like a caller to the Jim Rome show. Once you get off track, you can't get back on your strip. You got to hit the eject button. Kind of bouncing off walls, and he was going in so many different directions. That's where I thought he didn't perform well. Oh, he looked horrible. Well, so she 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 kept saying we were going through a tough time. We were both having a tough time, and I assumed that you know she said we were having problems in our relationship. I assumed that meant that. Tino had had trouble maintaining an erection at least once. That's what I took that to mean. But then, but then at some point she's like, do you really want to get in? I think it was when they're back in the studio, the live show. She's like, do you really want to get into this? Is this a road you want to go down? Is this something you want to talk about? And do you think that she was talking about what you were just talking about? His concern that more girlfriends would come out, that he had more skeletons in the closet. And that's why he admitted to what he admitted to. I don't think it was that because in an answer that she said in another interview again that came out post-show, she said, you go through something with a partner where you're engaged to them and it is something that is extremely, extremely deeply personal. To me, and this is a complete guess on my part, so I don't want aggregators to take this and run with it, but 
Um, I think it had to do something along around along the lines of therapy. It was brought up briefly. I think that she was having a really hard time dealing with the aftermath of the show while it aired, you know, and just and she was just struggling with everything because it hadn't, it hadn't started airing till July. So my guess is that's what she was talking about. And Tino um, got to a point where I think she was in therapy and maybe he wasn't, and she was probably trying to convince him to. But now he was using that to almost using that against her, and obviously you can't throw that against her yep. uh yep. wanting to therapy. But when she says it's something extremely, extremely deeply personal, I don't think it was you know, he couldn't get it up or something like that. I, I think it was more along the lines of something happened in their relationship where they weren't seeing eye to eye and, you know, I I, I, I sure. don't know. But that's yeah. the biggest question that everybody's had right. Tuesday is what is this thing that she's referring to? But it doesn't sound like we're going to get it. I mean, Rachel's done her interviews, and that's basically how far she's gotten into details on it. But you know Tino's going to be making the rounds. I know he's going to be on with Nick the Prick. Uh, <laughs> so he will be on his wow. podcast, and I'm sure we're going to, you know, that's going to be something that I'm going to have to get a recap yeah. of to see what yeah. he says. Jason. Those scorched earth on her on that thing. I don't J- know. Jason, I'm going to have to have you pause one of your books on tape. And listen on your commute one of these mornings to that to that Nick Vile Tino interview and, and no, give I'm me def- a synopsis. I'm definitely gonna catch it. Now now I think T Steve just in the last ten minutes has exposed the very difference and the, the, the dichotomy of this show in that there is the broadcast that yeah. Beckner and I react to every week yep. in a vacuum. Yep. And then there is everything else. Yep. So all the noise outside, that's where that's where Steve lives. All we do is react to the show. And if what you're saying is true, yep. which, yep. Kind, which kind of gives Rachel a little bit of leeway here. If what you're saying is true, then the, then the show did her a disservice, too. In yep. other words, sure. the broadcast, the broadcast did both of them uh, yep. a disservice. They made Tina look like a total uh asshole or made him look like the guy that 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 was all at fault and they made her look like a gaslighter so if so anyways there wasn't much fairness to to what you what uh what they had done compared to what you just represented now um i did notice that rachel is on the commercial for bachelor in paradise is this the first is this the first recent bachelorette to be on the the uh subsequent bachelor in paradise well hold up she's gonna do i this is my prediction before steve answers because i know he knows she's gonna do what hannah brown hannah brown did where they're having bachelor in paradise and they'll be like oh my god rachel's here and then she'll grace everybody with their presence she'll give somebody advice on their relationship and she'll bounce right steve yeah no her and gabby went down there because this filmed in june so rachel was already engaged and gabby was engaged this was filmed in oh june. Okay. Her and gabby went down there just to talk to the couples oh okay well then, I, uh, so, so rachel's rachel's not gonna attempt to find a no because she was engaged she was engaged to tino at that time right. when they went when the when paradise was filmed. It, it does seem like this there's a trend now that that, that the bachelor has chosen to go a direction where they where they got criticized for so long for sort of having these dud 
endings to the show where the couple would either there wouldn't be a couple or the couple would be lukewarm or even if they were a happy couple it was just not an exciting ending to the show and now with the last couple seasons it seems like they're committed to finding a way to have drama at the end of the season does it seem like that is a strategic choice to you steve yeah and you said the word chosen and i got excited um, great character. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so it, it's, it's totally been that way. And for me as a spoiler, um, it wasn't until about episode four or five this season where I was able to confirm, Hey, at the end of this season, Gabby and Rachel both get engaged. Uh, Rachel got engaged to Tino. Gabby got engaged to Eric. Now, um, at the time I just said, Hey, this is how it ends. I didn't know all details of how we got to that point. I did not know on the final day, each of them only had one guy left and it was going to, it wasn't this, Oh, I'm down to two. One's going to come out and I'm going to have to dump him. Like I didn't know any of that stuff that they had, even though those guys eliminated themselves pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know that, but I knew I, I, I had the right ending and it was about halfway through the season, maybe episode four or five. And then, um, but it, you know, nowadays so much has been changing. Like, Perfect example was last season. I had spoiled, not until very late, hey, Clayton proposes or wants to propose to Susie, but she rejected him in Iceland. I said, but that was four months ago. I have no idea the status of the relationship now. If you ask me, I don't think they're together. And then there they were on the couch like, yeah, we've been talking for the last four months and everything's great. And they're still together to this day. So the thing is now, it's almost not even good enough for me, at least for my readers, yeah. where it's like, I'm still not getting shit on, but it's like, I have to know every detail. And it's like, it's hard enough to get the ending of what happened during filming. Yep. Now you got this three or four month lag from the end of filming to when the finale airs. And I somehow have to keep up with, well, what's happened since then? It, now, it, yeah. So it's kind of, t- it's kind of twofold though, right? It's, it's, they get a dramatic ending and they get to fuck you over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I did have the ending that re- I had reported. Of course you did. Two weeks ago that Rachel and Tino had broken up. Yes, of course Eric and Gabby, I was like, I knew that they had got engaged in Mexico, but with the blackface story and then his ex uh, releasing her texts in the last two weeks against them, I was like, I don't know if they're still together. I, you know, and clearly it was addressed on Tuesday night and Gabby wasn't thrilled with it, but she wasn't not thrilled with it enough to end an engagement, but but how about that? Let's, 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 let's stop you there. So uh, Beckner and I have no idea about this. I I just kind of heard it in passing on the Petros and money show that Eric, Eric did something in blackface. Could you give us that story and why didn't the, why didn't the show address it? And remember, cause it was it a couple of years ago, uh, the black bachelor, Matthew, Rachel, uh, was the one who made Rachel feel like the worst person in the world for going to the plantation party, yep. and she was a racist. Yep. Why wasn't the blackface uh, brought up last night or well, Tuesday was, night? That's been huge, and very a lot of the big names in Bachelor Nation, the three women that were there, Caitlin, Michelle, and Becca. Well, Becca and, Becca and Michelle have their own podcast, and they released a special segment today talking about how upset they were and they thought they were going and they thought they were invited to that because blackface was going to be addressed and they're pissed off. They have a point. And so they had a whole discussion. They have a point. So a lot of people in Bachelor Nation are very upset that the blackface issue wasn't discussed and 
they had plenty of time. It was a three-hour show. Yes. They could have cut into Zach and his uncomfortable meetings with the five. Oh, on awful. Yeah, it was fucking awful. But um, they are upset. A lot of people in Bachelor Nation are calling the show out and saying, once again, this show shies away yes. from anything race-related because they don't want to upset their conservative, yes. middle-class, white America yes. audience. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so they are very upset. The, the blackface incident was somebody posted a picture, um, and it wasn't like Eric – you know, from 10 years ago at a party or something, it was in his high school yearbook. I, how that got yeah. approved in a high school yearbook. Where, yeah. Where did these people go to school? No what? It was, um, it was him dressed as Jimi Hendrix. So he was in blackface yeah. and he had a giant wig. Unbelievable. And, and then he, um, somebody from their high school just circulated it out and said, this was Eric. And it's in his high school senior yearbook from 2012. Yes. So, yeah. Um, he came out and addressed it. Uh, on Instagram, but it's very easy to release a statement on Instagram with a black square and say, yeah, this was wrong. Not I'm take questions. Yeah. Yeah. And not have to verbally, like it would have been so much better for this show just to be like, Hey Eric, in addition to you texting this hot ex of yours um, before mm-hmm. the show, what let's, let's get a verbal statement from this guy and let's see if he's squirming in his chair and if he really is genuine about if he realizes the impact of blackface and if he knows the history of it and if he understands why it's racist and why that offends other people and you know we don't know because all he's done is release a statement on his instagram feed which is still there but it's like okay anybody can release a statement does he really know? Does he really understand? And they had no discussion of it on Tuesday. And a lot of the big wigs in the franchise are, are calling out, but nothing's going to happen. I mean, it's already passed. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's precedent for this. Like it should have been discussed, but again, like once the show ends, people are going to, in six weeks, people are going to forget who these people are. Like this is over. (laughs) They had their chance. And for whatever reason, on a three hour show, they couldn't squeeze a five minute conversation it, in on blackface. It was it's, a missed opportunity. Yes. It feeds into it feeds into what I have said all along. That, you know, in the wake of George Floyd and everybody being woke and everything, this franchise tried very much to be diverse and they did it horribly. And their 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 subject that was picked uh, at the final rose did a, had a plantation party and they handled that horribly. Yep. They made her to be at the worst person in the world. So now they basically just went the one eighty the other way to where they were. They they don't address the blackface when there are two white contestants yep. uh, on the stage, and then they double down and say, "Yeah, the next bachelor, a white guy from Orange County." Yeah, yeah, Putty, yeah. Putty's Putty's nephew. Yeah. So boring, so dull. This the, the the pressing question for me, Steve, and I hope you can confirm this because you know everything. The the house where they had their happy couple weekend. Yeah, that's the same house where Becca and Ari broke up. Can you confirm? <laughs> I, I I have to go back and look at the footage. I thought that Becca and, and Ari were in a much better house than that one. I thought I thought it was the same house. It's definitely in Burbank. Can you confirm? I think no. I think that one might have been in Encino. Encino. Holy yeah. shit! Wow. Okay. All right. Know. Where, where Daniel Larusso's from? Oh, for two. Yeah. No, he's from Reseda. Come on. Whoa! I thought you were an expert oh. here. It's. <laughs> oh wait, no. The fit. No, he. Um. 
Oh no, but uh, Ali's fa- Ali's father, like you from Encino, Daniel? Right. Oh no, yeah, yeah, you know about from yeah. Proceeded, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I didn't, I didn't know. So, brief us quickly on the Nate girlfriend situation. Was that was that uh, that's something that you reported at, around the time yeah. he got kicked off? He was he was uh, hiding a boo back home in Chicago. No, he, it wasn't a girlfriend. It was. He didn't have a girlfriend and go on the show. What it was was a girl that he was dating for on and off. It wasn't like yeah. you know, straight because it started right it started in January of 2020, then obviously the pandemic hit. She yeah. ended up moving back home, but when things started to open up a little bit, they spent a lot of time together. And um, the night of the night of I want to say the premiere of the season or it might have been the uh, yeah, it might have been the premiere of the season. A girl on TikTok shares like a video of her just standing there talking, yep. and they have you know the caption on the screen, and basically is like, "Can't believe I was crying over an ex, and fi- crying over an ex." I'm paraphrasing it. Crying over an ex who I dated for 18 months, and I just found out on a reality TV show he has a kid. <laughs> so I, was like, okay, that- I was like, I was like that. I was like, that's kind of extreme. Like, there's no like, how do you date somebody? And, and so, like, I was like, okay, this seems extreme, but I'll look into it. I end up, I end up getting a hold of this woman. I'm like, okay, so you're saying that you dated Nate for 18 months, on and off, and at no point you ever knew he had a daughter, and it wasn't until the show aired. She goes, yeah, that's she great. Goes, he never told me that's he had great. a kid, and I'm like, because well, she wasn't the one. I was like, he never introduced you to the kid. Yeah. She goes, well, no, I, I obviously never met her. She goes, I didn't even know he had one. Yeah. I said, how is that even possible? So that's what it became that he basically never even told a woman that. And so I was like, so, great. Goes, so how was it? I said, look, were you, I, I, I flat out asked her, I'm like, you know, were you a booty call? Were you a hookup? Were you yeah. a side piece? Yeah. She goes, no, Steve. She goes, I, she goes, I have so much proof of how much time we spent together. And it's just, it's just disheartening to hear. She's like, yeah. look, I'm over it, but it is kind of very bizarre. It is. That a guy you spent that much time yeah. with and you find out on a reality TV show when he tells Gabby on the yeah. first fucking day. He's got a daughter. Well, it's that sociopathic. Like, That's sociopathic behavior. Yeah. That yeah. is, that is like next level duplicitous. Yes, and and like, it's great. It's great. And, and, and it makes like, it's so funny. Like, uh, Beckner and I, that when Nate was uh, removed from the show, you know, that whole thing where she's not ready to be a parent. I remember like he made that kind of his agenda from the beginning that I'm going to, and I'm going to make myself more lovable by, by working this father angle with my daughter. And then once Gabby started saying, I'm not ready to be a, a mother. Like I jokingly said that Nate should have been like, you know, if that's a deal breaker, I don't need to be in my daughter's life. I mean, that was just yeah. a kind of a thing to yeah. to engender myself to you. Yeah, well, and it's all—it's almost like he did that uh, anyways. Yeah. He was—he he kind of uh, he used just it. kind of yeah he, yeah. he used it when it yeah. was uh, necessary. So, so um, when, when we talk about um, scandal and uh, shit that you were able to dig up on on this show and stuff, other than the Nate stuff, and then uh, late here with the other guys. Anything from this past season that uh, was interesting to you or, or scandalous or something that stuck out? No, th- I, I'd say those were the two biggest ones because mm-hmm. Nate's, Nate's ex, Kelsey, when I was like, okay, I talked to her, I'm like, 
this is still so unbelievable for me to believe that you spent that much time with him. And I still was like, because I said, like, look, do you want to run with this? She's like, yeah. I said, look, if I'm going to run with this, I'm done being the middle person. I need you to put your name behind this and you're not going to hide behind anything. And I said, I'm going to need some receipts here. And I'm like, send me what you got so I can look it over and see if I want what I want to do with it. And I thought she was going to send me, you know, a couple pictures of her and Nate on a date and stuff like that. She sends me, <laughs> she yeah. sends me a Google Drive with 40 <laughs> pictures of them, Amazing. and she has a timeline of here is us in July of 2021, I love this. and we were at the bridge in Chicago hanging out with friends, and here's our Valentine's Day date. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is a lot more – this is a lot bigger because that's why I ran with the story because it was very credible, not just, oh, some guy – who I dated yeah. a few times, never told me he had a daughter. No, this was a guy that spent a significant amount of time with her, with her family. They went to Tulum with a bunch of other yep. couples. Yep. Like the fact that they went with a bunch of other couples, Unbelievable. And nobody yep. mentioned this guy had a daughter. Like this guy was going out of his way. And it's like, you know, look, people started after this story broke. were like, the people that were defending Nate were just like, look, he doesn't have to introduce his daughter to anybody. Like, yeah. no, stop. It, yeah. it has nothing yeah. to do with the introduction. Yeah. He never told somebody had a no. child. Like, no, it's mental. Even after, even after all this, when I was talking to Kelsey, I'm like, Kelsey, just in small talk, when you guys FaceTimed yes. or spoke on the phone, how does someone not mention the talk about – Seemingly the most important thing in their life, his daughter. How has it not come up in conversation? How about how about, about how about pictures in the apartment? How about his lock screen on his phone? How about how about a, a, a toy or a crib or something at his home? It's, I have, I have it's, answers to that. Oh, okay. I asked her, and she's like, she said, Ed, she goes, I only went to his apartment one time because every time we hung out. He always said, I don't want you to come here because I don't like this part of the neighborhood and I'd rather you not come to my place. That was his excuse. This is what guys do. She only went there there one time, she said, and that and I guess she still didn't recognize whatever any sort of crib. I mean, his daughter's five or six, but maybe Nate did a hell of a job cleaning up and hiding everything. No, I've heard I've heard of guys doing this before. Yes, I was going to say it sounds like somebody who has a lot of experience hiding this shit, like living double lives, triple lives. Now, the the way he handled it on the uh, on the mental all. (laughs) Now that I'm remembering the story, he handled it by saying that he's very protective of his daughter and he only introduces them or lets people know about her like that that explains not introducing them to everybody the question right 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 steve he he didn't he didn't dress what and jet and you know jesse didn't press him he brought of course he didn't i of course i'm actually glad they brought it up because that that story was strictly a reality steve story nobody else reported (laughs) that how come the show didn't give you credit yeah Yeah, i know of course they didn't mention me by name but at least jesse took something that reality steve reported and said look this is out there on the internet Uh, what do you have to say for yourself and he went to the he went to the defense that everybody else had of I'm protective of my daughters. So yeah, come on, I love about it. The introduction. I love it. Tell a girl. I love it. He should have. Jesse should have pressed him. I love like, it. No, but you didn't say anything. I like, love it so much, Steve. Ha- you're you're so tuned in. You know everything that's going on with this show. At at some point, are they going to have to use some sort of warning placard, Chiron disclaimer? Hey audience 
we're about to put Caitlin Bristow's face on TV. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this she, look. You, you want to know, you want to know a funny Caitlin Bristow story? Yes, it just happened. Yes, it's been irrelevant. Um, she you know she has a wine label called Spade and Sparrows, and it just launched in Target stores in DFW where I live. Yeah, and uh, so she had a wine launch. And she out in, in, in Dallas Fort Worth uh, two weeks ago, two Wednesdays ago, and she came to five different targets across. So, you know, middle aged housewives could show up and get their bottle signed and take a picture with. Yeah. Her. Well, one of those targets was less than five minutes from where I live. So this middle aged housewife decided to scoot on over there with his on his knee scooter and meet Caitlin uh, for the first time. <laughs> And um, I forgot about the Achilles. (laughs) She was um, she was great. Like she's she's really tiny. um, Very, very tiny. Yeah. Um, I took a picture with her. We briefly spoke because there was like literally a line going through the fucking target because (laughs) this is crazy. And I got there fairly early. So I was to the front when she when she arrived in you know, a black suburban with four or five handlers around her like she was fucking. Beyonce. Yes. It's, it's crazy. Like it's she amazing. is a rock star and she has probably done the most for herself of any former yeah. contestant outside of the show. Granted, she hosted with Tasha a couple seasons. That was big. But what she has done with her podcast and wow. her wine label yep. and she sells scrunchies on her website. Like she is, she won dance with the stars. Good like for she her. has had a very big career outside of this show. And I always have respect for people. What? I mean, she was a professional dancer. Like, I, I don't like she was a dancer and then she went on Dancing with the Stars and she won. That shouldn't be a surprise, right? Yeah. That's kind of cheap. I mean, like, just the fact that she's been able to. Yeah. Yes. No. She's that's been able great. to make a career outside of getting away. Like, everyone still knows her as Caitlin from The Bachelorette. Yeah. But what she's been able to make a career out of isn't necessarily tied to the show. No, so I'm a but, fan. I'm a huge fan. What you left out was. Did you introduce yourself as Reality Steve? Of course did you know he did. Who you were? Of course he did. Like what? What was that? What was her acknowledgement of your your personality? Your your so presence. As as I was the next in line, and the people in front of me had just taken their pictures and started walking off, and the next guy on his knee scooter starts rolling in. She's like, "Oh, there he is, the infamous Reality Steve." Oh, so, so she, she knew. knew. She knew. No, I didn't know if she would know because I've never met her and my my brand is more about my voice than it is sure. my charming good looks yeah. so <laughs> i uh so i didn't know i had no idea if she would know who i was but she did and um and i briefly like i said you know congratulations on all your success here's a couple of wine bottles that i bought of your brand wow. you know grigio's she signed it took a quick picture and i had maybe 30 seconds with her that's amazing and then i was all that's amazing. Like, Great story. Uh, to answer your question about her face. It's a, it's a little tough. <laughs> it's a little rough. She's doing a lot um, to that face. She's a young girl. She's a pretty girl. And the, the face is very frozen. It's very filled. She's done something mm-hmm. to the eyes. It's, it, it bums me out because I was, I was a big fan. I still am. She's, she's very pretty in person. Yes, she's okay. tiny. tiny. She's pretty. Does she look like she did when she was on Chris Soul's no, season? No. no. Um, Chris Soul's the murderer. I, I thought she was she was very charming. She mm-hmm. was she was all the women there loved her. She was very she was very approachable with all the I'm women. Sure, that's why that's why so, she's she's so uh, she's famous. Yeah. You know, people love her. Yeah, I mean yeah. that line. It was just it's hilarious because obviously, as you could probably tell, 
I was the only male in line. Yeah. And so it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing but middle-aged Frisco, Texas housewives with their, with their babies and strollers. That's like, awesome. It was pretty, it was like the stereotypical of, Hey, who watches this show? That day was your answer of who watches this show. Uh, it was hilarious. That's I was the only one there that was in line. And then I'm going to pay for my bottles of wine, and someone behind me is like, "So, what do you think about uh, who's the next bachelor going to be?" And they so they recognize they knew who you were. Yeah. And do, do we th- do we think production they can't be happy with Jesse Palmer, or is this exactly what they wanted? A stuffed shirt, a stuffed shirt. That, that brings nothing to the broadcast, a team guy that's just going to be, that's just going to be a handsome idiot. I th- I think they like him. Yeah. I, I, I think he's doing, yeah, like you said, stuff shirt. He's doing exactly what they want out of their host. Yep. He's, he's there. Um, he's, he pops in when he needs to, he shows up at the rose ceremonies. He's kind of, you know, he's doing the same thing. Chris was, he's really not doing anything different. Yeah. Did our, uh, our favorite our favorite Jesse Palmer thing, I think he's done it two straight seasons now, is when he goes into the, the group of contestants at the beginning of the season and says, hey, you know, I was on I was on this show. I know it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says it was he says yeah. it with a straight face. Yes. I know this works. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it didn't work. It, it didn't, didn't work. work for him. But but he says it and he, ble- he yeah. expects everyone to believe him. <laughs> uh, Jason, anything else for our guest? Reality Steve Carbone. We're, we're good, dude. Thanks for yes. uh, thanks for joining us. We got to get that Cobra Kai. Thing let's do that. Let's put, let's put that on the that. calendar. I've been I've been yeah, looking okay, for yeah. I've been looking cool. forward to that. We'll, we'll do that soon. Uh, OK, yeah. Steve. <laughs> Steve, always. That's the peacocks. That's the peacocks oh. from the from the uh, engagement. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, from the proposal, uh, Steve. Really appreciate it. Always appreciate you having having you on the show. Thanks for joining yeah. us, Jason. Fantastic Thank season. You. Oh, when does when does Paradise start? Do I get a break here? No, next Tuesday. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> yeah, we're straight into Paradise. God just a, damn it! It's an absolute shit show. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, who's gonna uh, g- give us a quick rundown? Who are we gonna see? Everybody from this season? <laughs> uh, you're gonna from this season. Got off the top of my head, um, Nate, John, uh, Johnny, Logan. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, Tyler. Yep. All the guys who finished I already forgotten. Him. You finished right outside the top three. Got it. Uh, Got it. For each girl had top three. It's everybody basically passed. Fuck! That. Next week? Are you kidding me? We don't even have one week off. No, unbelievable! Right it. Unbelievable! Okay, Steve, we appreciate it. Jason Stewart, fantastic work as always. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the Lifestyle.com. We'll see you next time. Got 32 girls who get to hometown and who's the most hated, who had the best date and who's getting eliminated. We always speculating like you wouldn't believe, but I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle, lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle.